0: Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Andrew Aguilar. All right, what's up, everybody? Backstreet's back. They got their headset. I don't know any Backstreet Boy dance moves or else I would attempt it. It'd be pretty funny, but I'll just talk about it instead. All right. You can really hear me breathe in this thing. I'm a very airy person. Let me catch my breath. You know, when I try to get my kids to go to sleep, uh, Hope and Samuel especially, I'll be like this. We'll pray, and then Hannah does this thing, which I love, and she says, uh, pray for dreams that make them laugh. And she said, after you pray that prayer, laugh. Like, she wants me to laugh. And it's like super awkward, right? I'm like, Jesus, and give them great dreams that when they sleep, they they have great dreams that they laugh. And she's like, and then go. (laughs) And she's like, and make sure that they laugh. I kid you not, every time that I do that, or she does it, they don't have bad dreams. And I don't know, like, it worked, all right? And I'm just like... But uh, another thing that, the reason why I was going down that is because talking about the the deep breaths. And uh, I get my kids to go to sleep by taking deep breaths. All right, let's breathe together. And we breathe together. In and out. And then they fall asleep. Like, it works so good. So that was just some free revelation for you that, uh, Those of you who are having a hard time falling asleep at night, breathe. And also laugh when you pray. Um, Super random, I know, I know. Um, (laughs) Yes, that's awesome. Good job. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm saying good job to the Holy Spirit, sorry. Uh, Yeah. So I feel like have you guys ever seen the movie American Sniper? I usually watch a movie one time unless it's like Lord of the Rings or uh Star Wars. Like I'll watch those movies multiple times, but usually even if it's a good movie, I'll just watch it one time and like I'll just not watch it for ever after that. Uh the reason why, I, I have no idea. That's just what always happens, just time, right? Like giving time to movies and stuff. But it, the Lord kind of showed me a picture of where I'm at this morning. And uh, in, the, in the movie, the two sons, Kyle, what I can't remember his name, awesome dude, sniper dude, and his brother, they're like in a fight. Or they didn't get into a fight. Someone got into a fight. I can't remember. But the dad is talking to the sons, and he said, you know, there's three types of people in this world. There's, uh, there's wolves, there's sheep, and then there's sheepdogs. What kind of person do you want to be? You know, and then, of course, they want to be sheepdogs, right? We got to look out for one another. We want, the battle's not against flesh and blood. I, I get that, guys, but check it out. This is how I'm feeling this morning. I feel like a sheepdog over this issue of anxiety, have you guys ever encountered a sheepdog? Anybody? Okay, let me tell you a quick story. I used to have a dog. It was a chocolate lab, the best dog on the face of the planet. His name was Jackson. Jackson was my buddy. I had him trained to the T. I was like, get in the truck, get out of the truck, get out of the truck, get in the truck. You know, and he'd be like, like whatever I said he would do. He's like, there. I love this dog. Loved him to death. One time Jackson and I are on a walk in some hills and there's a fence line and he sees a ton of sheep and like goats, you know, they have goats and sheep and stuff like eating the grass so that there's no fires and we're in this park. And all of the sudden, out of nowhere, I kid you not, it looked like a sheep, this dog. And have you guys ever seen it? I think it's called a merma merma sheepdog it's like white it blends in it was i realized like it was laying under a tree and it this dog came up and he was like i, I i've never seen a dog do this he's like mm, and he was like humming at my dog my dog is on the fence line and this dog's like mm. He's like putting him into a trance. He's like, mm-hmm. like speaking tongues over him. Some like, you know, he made his presence known in an instant. And I feel like the Lord was like, Hey, you're like that dog this morning over this issue of anxiety. This issue, this the word anxiety, everyone say anxiety? Like, or like mental health, this this has been like a huge topic lately, and I feel like it's something that the Lord is doing on the earth. Like, hey, let's talk about these issues, but I want to come at this issue of anxiety from a different direction, and of course, it's with the Word. Uh, so... I'm going to be in a couple scriptures this morning. You ready? You could jot them down and I might read them to you or I might just quote them. But no matter what in, a, in our messaging here, I want you to know that like this is coming from revelation in the word. You ready? Here we go. Romans 12 2, 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. Philippians 4, six, Galatians 5, like the whole book of Galatians is one big inspiration for this morning, uh, and then Psalms 51.2. If you didn't get those, it'll be on the YouTube channel, the podcast, all that good stuff. Get back into it. Uh, it's good to listen to words over and over again so that we receive revelation different times and different seasons, And like, but at the end, we're going to have some ministry time. And we're going to go back into that song, The Heart of Worship. The Holy Spirit is so good throughout this entire week. I feel like I haven't even, like, like really, I, this topic has come up in multiple conversations. The way I want to approach the, con, the, the, the attack, the way I want to attack anxiety today is talk about uh, this concept, the theology of fun, everyone say it, the theology of fun. I feel and I sense with my sheepdog sense, it's tingling that we have lost the concept of fun. How many of you guys have ever read Galatians? Galatians is a legit book. It the Bible's a legit book, like. but this letter to the Galatians, Paul is like, who in the world have you been talking to? Because you're living in a gospel that really, you got saved from these things. The, the, the Jewish people that had become Christians were trying to take the law, and it often says circumcision, right? Like it's this whole concept back in that day. Anyways, let's not even go there. But it's that circumcision is the law the law of of Moses, the one that Jesus fulfilled. Remember that? He's the fulfillment of the law. So now he's commanded us to do two things, right? You remember these two things? You guys remember these two things? Are you awake? You remember these two things? If you don't remember these two things, uh, I'll do a salvation call because you might not have learned them. It is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Remember that one? What's the second one? What's the second one? What's the second one? Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your as yourself. That's what it comes down to. And I cannot believe, like, look, there is no communication between myself and Joanne throughout this week when she starts singing, I'm coming back to the heart of worship where it's all about you. Look, there's these things that we've been dealing with, with the concept of anxiety. And I want to kind of focus on, oh, let's read the definition. Anxiety, a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an an imminent event, imminent event, uh, or something with uncertain outcome. Did you get my Chinese? Did you get my Andrew knees? Because if I spoke Chinese, a lot of you guys would probably understand. So that was kind of dumb. But <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> come on, Andrew. Get with it, boy. That was an Andrew knees. How many of you guys know that uh, there's times in life, like almost all the time, when there's uncertainty? There are certain things in this world, on earth, that we are uncertain about, but no matter what, we can always have the assurance of the Lord's promises. One scripture that I love, I think it's um, Philippians. Yeah, Philippians 4 6, right? You guys remember this one? Uh, Do not be anxious about anything. And I don't want to just come off and go, don't be anxious because it says not to be anxious. Like, sometimes I, I do well with that personally, like me, Andrew, as I am. But I know that a lot of people are just like, look, I get those words, but like, what about what do I do with what I'm feeling? Sometimes I can be just like a switch, like turn it on, turn it off. Like, oh, it says don't be anxious. Duh, stop acting like an anxious person, Right. Like, sometimes it can be that easy, but then sometimes the pain of the situation that you're in has so much weight that you cannot just turn off your anxiety, right? Like, sometimes, and and that's real. That's real, like, but the promise that we can rely on because we've received direction from the word of God, the living, breathing word, right? It's active, it's breathing, it has power. What what it says is uh, things that we can count on. This this is the foundation of our faith, right? And this is how we grow is from the word. And because it says in the word, do not be anxious, the promise is there's a supply for your anxiety. There are answers in ways that you can overcome your anxiety. So that's something that we can count on. Do not be anxious about everything, but in every about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. Hey, look at that. I love thanksgiving turkey. It's, it's a really hard concept, right? It, in the midst of trial, be thankful. And it's like, what can I be thankful for? You hear people say, be thankful that you have breath in your lungs. There's always something to be thankful for. There's a, and it's like, yes, I've heard this a million times, but how come I'm still Faced with this anxiety. How come these things still pop up? Is anyone a witness to this? Like, or am I preaching to nobody? Like, are you guys like, I should have went to a different church today? (laughs) We made a covenant with Jesus. I want you to picture a triangle in your mind. I was going to try to draw this out and make a slide, but then I thought of the words of... uh... (laughs) Never mind. I heard a a quote by a a general that is over our country, and he said, PowerPoint makes us stupid. And I was like, that's an interesting thought. So (laughs) it's debatable. It's debatable. So... I'm not, I know a lot of people probably do presentations and stuff like that, but it was just funny. And uh, so I didn't draw it out, but imagine a triangle in your mind, okay? Triangle. You, you know what that shape is? Like three corners? <laughs> yeah. The bottom line, it is <clears throat> our surrender. So our, our, the foundation of our faith was built on our surrender, right? Like our surrender to love. It's like, okay, I give up. I, at least I know that's how it was with me. I give up. Like, God, I need you. And then through discipleship, there was, so here we go. I'm, it's not Illuminati, okay? I'm making a triangle. So, <laughs> so surrender. Then we're going up this way, and it's the law the law, right? Like we read the word and we do what it says. And the law of Jesus is do what he did, model him. The law on this side is shaped like a staircase. It's a climb. So when we're going through our walk with Jesus, it's, it's like this, like, Taylor told an amazing testimony which just happened today, this morning, which is another crazy thing of uh, simply smiling and choosing to think positive. A negative thought comes, and it's like this. It's a block. But then you go, this isn't the truth. I know the truth. I'm set free. I walk in freedom, and I'm more than a conqueror. And it goes like this. Then you have a landing, something you could stand on. And then another trial pops up, and it's like this. And you apply truth again to, no, I am healed by the blood of Christ Jesus. And then another issue, right? Like, come on, guys. Like, we got issues. But... The Lord's, it's a platform for the Lord's faithfulness in our life. And this is the covenant that we've agreed on that when an issue comes, and that's the rise for the platform. And then another issue comes and it's the, ne- the next step. And we're going from glory to glory. And at the top of the pyramid, at the top of our covenant is the, the Father. We're taking one step closer to the Father. One step closer to the Father. And at the other side of the triangle is like a water slide. And the other side is his grace and his mercy. And at that tip of the corner of this triangle at the bottom is our identity. And his grace is pouring into who we are while we're still surrendering. It's it's a constant flow. This is our lifestyle. It flows in a triangle. And anxiety is a step that's in this triangle that is just submitting to to who God has called you to be. It's a submission. So, back to fun. When I was in high school, I played baseball because it was fun. I'm, I'm gonna start talking about culture now, where we're at as a society. When I talk to students, They play sports because it looks good on their college application. When we come to church, we want to come to church so we can get fed and get something out of it. And if we don't, we feel like it's a waste of time. What if your heavenly father just desires you to worship him and have fun doing it? And be so fulfilled in the simplicity of his presence that that is all the portion you need. What if it is so much simpler than what we've made it? I'm sorry Lord for the thing I've made it because it's is all about you. I'm ready for our society to realize that it's not about your job. I'm ready for our society to stop living for retirement. Where did we come up with this concept of when I get to that age, I'll finally be able to do whatever I want. I've worked with some of the coolest guys. And where's Stevie? Is Stevie back here yet? Worship team's coming in. There's Jordan. Stevie's not up here. Stevie was playing the keys. Stevie uh, is one of my greatest friends. Him and I worked together uh, for a long time. But we worked for this this boss, and his name was Billy. Billy. Not Billy Weber. Billy Weber's an awesome boss, too. But we work for something about Billy's. Billy's are bosses. <laughs> his name is uh, Bill Thompson. And he was in his 80s when I was working for him. And he was called Billy the Bullet because he was so fast at everything he did. And he would do it really good. And I remember I was working one day and he would come by and he would just walk around the job site and he'd, you'd see him come by. He had a bright blue hard hat. Like it was like, a, I'd, I was hanging ceilings and stuff. Like, look up, this is one. And he would walk by and I remember I asked him the question. I'm like, hey, Billy. He's like, hey, Andrew, how you doing? Nicest guy ever, like nicest guy. And I asked him, I was like, are you going to retire and he's like, no. I was like, why? The company's thriving. Like this dude is an excellent boss. He's found his stride, right? Like he, he's like in the perfect position. I asked him, are you ever going to retire? And he said, no. I, can, I am so happy with where I'm at right now. I don't ever want to retire. I get it, there's seasons when it's time for transition. And see, but I believe that it's actually possible for you to be where you're at and for you to be happy. Whatever life looks like, whatever problem is going on, I believe that we can still be happy, truly be happy, truly find joy. Right, isn't it like a common thing when people retire, they often don't have much time left because they lose their purpose. Purpose is everything. Purpose, I'm not against retirement, I don't get all. Retirement's a cool thing, but you gotta have something you're gonna be doing after because your life isn't over. Yeah. You keep going, you know, like that's what we do. I was gonna go somewhere. Forgot. Coffee was good today. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I was talking about Bill Thompson, our old boss. Oh, did you catch that? Yeah, yeah. He's a cool guy, right? Like one of the nicest guys. Like um, oh, notes. Covenant. Our covenant is an agreement between us and Jesus. And his agreement is, yeah, I'll supply you. I'll supply the cycle. I'll supply the grace. I'll supply the strength you need for those steps. Ah, I got it. Um, Hannah's grandparents, Earl and Darlene Johnson, had this thing. And we, Pastor Greg brought it up in our uh, dream team huddle. A few weeks ago, and it was joy in an acronym. You want joy in your life, like, right? I love joy. Joy stands for Jesus first, others second, and you third. Jesus, others, yourself. I love that. Jesus says in John 10, verse 10. I'll read it for you. Oh, I'll read it from my Bible. Mm. Oh, it smells so good. <laughs> love the word. <sighs> Had a thought the other day. You know how you get updates? on your phone, my Bible never needs updates. <sighs> never needs, this isn't going to get edited. Just, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it could happen. Um, <laughs> you guys are like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, he just said that? John 10. Let's start. Oh, let's just read some scripture. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold, hey, sheep, we were just talking about that, by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, The gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he was brought, when he was brought out all his own, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. The figure of speech Jesus used with them, they did not understand, because they weren't in the spirit. What he was, they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus said, all right, I'll break it down. Truly, truly, that's pretty true, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep, All who come before me, all who came before me are are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have came, I came that they may have life and have it what? Abundantly. Abundantly. When I think of abundance, I think of food. i going to be honest. I think of food. And because the Lord knows my heart, he brought me to Galatians 5, which talks about fruit. The fruit of the spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. This is all fruit. My neighbors have fruit trees, and it brings rats a lot. It's disgusting. You see, like, the fruit getting fallen on the floor, and it gets hollowed out by little critters. It's disgusting. It's so gross. The enemy, anxiety, is a rat. He's not a big dude that can take you down. He's a fly that's on fruit. He's a rat that eats the junk off the ground. The good fruit in the tree, which is your joy, he tries to get up there and take it. He tries to come steal it. He wants to destroy it. That's anxiety. It's a rat. Nothing more. You guys like rats? I hope not. (laughs) Romans 12 I appeal to you, therefore, brothers by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is a spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal, renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable. Back to the staircase, that is our mind being renewed, It's the process. Some other things happen inside of our minds. That I want to jump over to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. The renewing, we're talking about renewing our minds. Let's anxiety. We have choices. And those choices are made up in our mind. Right here, 1 Peter 5, 8 says, be sober-minded. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. We need one another. We do. We need to hear the testimonies of your life. You're important. We need to see what it's like in those seasons that you've stand firm in your faith and you've walked out victory. We need to see what it looks like to raise kids that follow Christ. We need your answers, fathers and mothers. This all ties into the generations. You know that. Everything that we do ties into the next generation. Where our heart is postured is the trail that we're leaving for the next generation to pick up. Everything we do, whether you have kids or not, is going to echo. Whatever mark you leave is going to be made on the next generation, whether you see your mark or not. It's Malachi 4 6. It's time to turn our hearts to our children so that their hearts will turn to their fathers. Andrew, what are you talking about? We're talking about renewing your mind, being sober-minded. When anxiety hits, we have a choice. Sober-minded, what do you think of? Influence, right? Being influenced by something else. This is what... I'm not saying emotion is bad, but I'm saying letting emotion rule you can be dangerous. That's why we're to be sober-minded when we're making decisions. We submit those thoughts to Jesus, to his word. Before we react, we sit back and we go, I need to think through this soberly because emotion can cause you to be influenced by something that is not Jesus that's anxiety when we start reacting from a place that is not in the presence when we start reacting from a place that is disconnected from the truth that's what how anxiety gets in it doesn't function from joy so we got to practice self control wow. you see uh we have some some things going on like in our in our society that like like i wonder why uh why are why is music the way it is why are uh the forms of entertainment that we submit ourselves to why how, why do they have to be rated MA? Like everything. Why does everything have to have a scene in it that is definitely not biblical for the lack of being wanting to use details? Guys, are you seeing this society trend? This is what happens when we don't value the next generation. When we allow things as the body of Christ, it's our job to cause a ripple effect. You know that? Like it's actually our job as the ecclesia to rule. It's our job to push laws into effect and to not let our society decay. And we have something that is the, the greatest supply Of energy and resources that no other religion has, no other relationship has, but anxiety. It's like we can't even look past ourselves. But I declare that today it's gonna be different. That today we're gonna start being able to see past ourselves, that laziness is gonna bow. That apathy is going to bow. Complacency is going to bow. Do you guys remember when you first met Jesus? Dude. (laughs) Psalms 51, 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. (sighs) God, remind us. Remind us. Remind us of what it's like. To be in love with you, Jesus. God, you're good. I ask, Father, that you just waken us up, wake us up. Let us steward our live will, our lives well. Jesus on his way to the cross, had every reason to quit, had every reason to to use his birthright to just set things right. But he didn't, because of his love. He was compelled by love. He was driven by love. Performance gets us twisted. Performance gets in the way of our purpose. When we feel like we have to have all these things in line so that we can be successful in ministry or so that we can be, have a successful impact on society, we start to look like People who forgot our purpose. When we're looking to just be part of a social club, but yet we don't feel connected. When we look past ourselves, we learn that we have to serve, we have to serve those around us in love. In order to make an impact, we actually have to die to ourselves. So it doesn't always look like the way we thought. It, don't, it doesn't always have the stage or the platform that we thought it would take, or the avenue of life, the lifestyle. But the promise is that wherever you're at, He'll supply. He'll supply the fruit. He'll supply the joy. He'll supply the peace. The strength. I'm definitely feeling some resistance. I was having a meeting uh, this last week. I meet once a month with a bunch of pastors. <clears throat> and we were talking about burnout. And the question was asked to me, what are some things that you do that help you sustain your walk? And it was asked of the group, but right, o- right away. And I feel like this is not just for pastors. This is for anybody This is for everybody. If you want to sustain your life in Christ, we have to worship. The beautiful thing about worship and how it can overcome your anxiety or how it can overcome any season that you're in is that worship is so pliable to every season. Whether it's good or bad, whether there's nothing, there's zero feeling at all, you can still worship. Whether you're down in the dumps, you can still worship. Whether you're walking victoriously, you can still worship. Worship is the key because his presence, there's fullness. In his presence, there is fullness. You want to overcome anxiety? Worship. If you want breakthrough in your life, worship. If you want to go from glory to glory, worship. If you want wisdom, revelation, and the knowledge of Jesus, you worship. If you want... To to feel better, worship. <laughs> if you want to feel happy, worship. You push through, you worship. If um another thing uh to help us grow and, and get stronger in this walk of life that we have, but a key to overcoming anxiety is you need somebody pouring into your life. You have to submit yourself to somebody's leadership. You have to be discipled. We wanna be discipled until we're discipled. That's the truth. We have to believe that people are looking out for our best interest. We have to believe that there's something wrong with us that needs to be made right. And that's okay. It's the steps. It's the steps. We need to be in the world. If you don't want to be burned out, you need to be in the world. You need to be an example. Burnout happens. You ever take a fire and snuff it out? When you have so much fire, you put a blanket over it, it'll go out. Burnout happens when there's nothing else to burn. We just had crazy wildfires. I don't know, we might even still be having some. I don't know if they're out yet. I hope they are. But those things burn because there's fuel, there's things that continually burn. But that fire will burn out when there's nothing left to burn. You have to have fun. When we think of fun, we think of vacation. Not going to lie, vacation's fun. It is fun. But you can have fun every single day. You can have fun in every moment. You want to know what the killer of fun is? Right here. It's not an I-fun. fun This is phony fun. This is phony fun. This temporary pleasure that you spend an hour a day on, maybe more. This is a huge anxiety activator. One thing with this generation, with teen suicide being at an all-time high with lust, self-hatred, because we're viewing Instagram, we're like, dude, I wish I could be hunting right now, fishing right now, on vacation right now. I wish I could have that body. I wish I could have those shoes. I wish my business was thriving like that. We're putting our life side by side with a false reality. Don't get me wrong, this can be a resource and a great tool. But at the other end, it could totally cost the expense of your emotion. So much so that when you go have ice cream with your family, my family's big. We have the four little ones in our in our amazing girls, one from China, one from Vietnam, will go have time out or get ice cream or anything. And you sit there and you see people just on their phones. Our heads are literally down into a device that you cannot actually admire the things around you. We get so engulfed in our device that we... Don't even take the time to enjoy what's around us. And that's why we're so unhappy with where we are in life. Because you literally hadn't even taken the time to enjoy the wood grain that's in the table that makes the shape of a sheep. <laughs> sheep, again. <laughs> you know You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, it's the little things in life that, that stir your heart and allow you to enjoy your day. You literally could not see that moment when there was a shooting star going across the sky because you were so plugged into your phone. But we can't hear God's voice. Having such a hard time, I'm just going to hop on Instagram. It's so much easier. Let me get this fake pleasure, this temporary moment. We don't even hear our kids. Dad, I, I painted you this picture. What'd you say? That's great. Good job. I love it. Dad, I want to be an artist. You miss it. Hannah is working with our kids, and Hope painted a picture of a butterfly, and it is the coolest picture ever. I was like, no way, dude. You painted that? And she's like, Dad, I want to be an artist. I'm like, you could be the best artist ever. (laughs) And she's like, Yeah. She's just like her mom. Artist. We're having hard times with our families on the phone. Where are you investing your time? What's stealing your love, your fun, your self control? Peace, your patience, the kindness. Goodness, the faithfulness to your family and friends, gentleness, all these things. We feel like we feel like they're they're nothing but they're rats. What we're viewing. It's those are little rats. Time to clean up the house. Rest. We need to rest. We are so good at working but you can work and rest in the same season. You're like, yeah, of course I rest. I gotta sleep like four hours a night at least, right? Like, I could function on that. Yes, you can. You can function on four hours. I do it pretty often. But lack of rest will rob you. Jesus rested with his disciples. You rest with people. You sit at the table, you recline and you talk and you enjoy the company. That's a form of rest. When you go out with your family to eat, even though they might be trying to jump on the table and like, they're like, can I have some of your food? <laughs> that's, that's my struggle. <laughs> Get off the table. Oh, Jesus, help me. Oh, that's, my, that's most of my anxiety. Why are you standing on the table again? Please, sit in your seat. Love it. It's only a season. It'll last just for a few more moments, and then Hannah wants more kids, and I just laugh. (laughs) Funny. That's a good joke. She's serious. She's like, I'm going to get it after service. She's like, but we need to rest. We need to rest. We need community. We need community. When we're singled out, that's when we're most vulnerable. You're all called to be sheepdogs. You're all called to be sheepdogs. Anyone who's a disciple of Jesus is now a sheepdog. We get confused, we're like, oh no, I'm just called to be a sheep, I'm just called to like, you know, abide. I'm just called to like, you know, just chill and just resonate, you know? It's just called to just be here and, you know, receive. No, you're called to make disciples. If you follow Jesus, you are now a sheepdog. You have things in your life, moments in your life that other people need, strength that your community around can hold on to, that's the importance of you. Because there's nobody else like you. You're the only you that you can be. Um, we need, this is the biggest one. I feel like this is huge. We need to laugh. We need to laugh. We are so serious all the time. We come into church and it's like we're afraid to even like, like you're holding on to gas one wrong move and it's all going to fall apart one wrong move and everyone's going to know my junk seriously that we come in so uptight going like i'm just here to like jesus i just want to meet with you i don't want to talk to nobody the word there's too much laughing it's not using enough scripture Worship was good. I was able to be serious in, in the presence. But God, speak to Andrew. He, he needs more revelation. Shouldn't even be there right now. We need to laugh. Look, I, I'm all about emotion. I love it. Like, I cry. I cry. Because my heart's tender and I know that. And there's like a lot of things that I'm passionate about. But I'm ready to cry because I'm so happy. Don Potter says it in uh, his song. It's called In the Spirit. If you have not ever heard of Don Potter, you need to. It's In the Spirit. He's like, I'm ready to laugh because I'm happy. How's it go? Laugh when I'm, when I'm sad and cry when I'm happy. I'm ready to laugh when I'm sad and cry when I'm happy. That's what it's like when you're in the spirit. All these things, this list that I just gave you, all this is focused around the presence of being in the spirit. Bill says he's, he put the presence in you, the spirit in you, for you. But he comes on you for me. When we're in the spirit, so much happens. And we can laugh. And we can have fun. And we can smile. <sighs> Come on, guys. Fun, enjoyment, amusement, lighthearted pleasure. Amen. You ready for that? The enemy wants to steal your fruit, but he's given you strength. Jesus has given you strength because he's called you to be a sheepdog and you... Blow the shofar, you hum, whatever you gotta do. You worship, get people to pour into your life. Anxiety is gonna bow. Anxiety is bowing. You're more than a conqueror. We need to give our time to our people. Whoever's in your life, you give your time. I want to invite the worship team back up. We're going to do that song again. We want the presence, so let's finish with the presence. If you need prayer to overcome anxiety, we want to pray for you today. Community is good but I know we're all going through some stuff. So let's, let's link arms and do it together. It's not good that you're alone. You need to be with people. Those are the words of our Father. Let's stand. Let's stand up. I want you to say this. I am, I am breakthrough. I am breakthrough. I am breakthrough. Amen. You are breakthrough. You are the definition of an overcomer. You are the definition of more than a conqueror. Your life. And every season that you've been in is the testimony of Jesus for someone to grab onto. You have what it takes. Anxiety has no hold on you. You are mentally healthy. You do not have multiple personalities. In Jesus' name, your mind is being binded to the mind of Christ. If you need prayer, I'd like to invite our ministry team up. If you need prayer for anxiety or for wherever you're at right now, if you feel like you need some help, I want you to come up and receive some prayer. Whoever's on our ministry team, come up now. So I wanna open up the altar while we go into some worship a little bit. If you do not know Jesus and you're struggling with where you're at right now or maybe you have not committed your life or you feel like you need to recommit your life to him, now's a perfect time. You need help. We all need help. We can't do it on our own. We're nothing without Jesus. He's our strength. He's how we receive our resources of love, joy, peace. He is the tree that we are abiding in. He's the vine that we're attached to. He's our source. And if you have no source, you need to make Jesus your source. If you feel like you are disconnected, I just encourage you Come up here and get reconnected. Get connected. Anxiety needs to bow. I just want to pray a blessing over you as you go. And we, we're going to sing this song. You can stay in worship. If you need to go, that's totally fine. But I just want to pray for you right now. Stick out your hands. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence. I thank you that you are in us. I ask that you would come upon us, God, that as tomorrow and later today, as we go into our workplace, whatever realm of society that we're in, God, that we would conquer anxiety. Lord, that people would look at us and say, what is different with this person? What do they carry? Why are they so free? Why do they smile all the time? Why do they have so much fun? What makes them so different? And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would leak from their bones, from their pores, from their hands, God, that everything that they touch, Lord, that you would be made known through their life, God, and that you would receive glory, Lord, because all power, all glory is due to you, Jesus. You're worthy of all praise. You're worthy of all honor, Lord. So we bless your name, God. We bless you in Jesus' name. Be blessed as you go. And let's worship Jesus. But if you got to go, go. Thank you, Jesus. Give him a clap. Thank you, Lord. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.